Hey everyone, it's Josh here, and you're listening to Marketing Major, a podcast created to help students get a more local, modern, and exciting take on the marketing world. Okay, so our first guest on this podcast today is Anna Zhang. She's our president at the WAMA and uh, she has a major in Puik and a marketing minor. And she's obsessed with feta olive fries ice cream. <laughs> but uh, most concerning is her obsession with puns. So <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Anna. Thank you, Josh. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> and, and thank we, you for the intro. And we also have another uh, UAMA member, former UAMA member, Kiri Wazinski. She's the account director at FKA. She's a big part of why FK is growing like crazy, and she brings in clients and maintains the relationships between them. So she's perfect for the topic we're going to discuss today, which is the relationship between the client side and agency side. And uh, I guess when you're thinking of a career in marketing, kind of where to go in each direction. So with that, welcome to the show, Kiri. Thank you, Josh. So for listeners who don't know, Uama actually used to have a beer, and Kiri <laughs> was one of the early pioneers of this beer. So we're going to let her start off the story of how the Uama beer came to be. Okay, so um, so I obviously was at the U of A in the, the BCom program, and in my fourth year, uh, Molson approached the Uama and said that they wanted to do a project uh, with us. So we ended up working with them on a whole product development and marketing plan for a beer. They wanted to create a beer specifically for the University of Alberta. It was great. It was a whole project where we they ended up giving us a bunch of different beer types and we ran focus groups and taste tests and decided what the, the most popular flavoring <laughs> or, or style of beer was on, on campus and then worked with people, uh, designers out of from actually from the fine arts department and they developed a logo and we named it and um, and then we did a, a launch party at a bar on campus back back when it was um, power. power plant the power plant yeah. sorry yes so we um so yeah we, we had a launch night at the power plant and we broke records for how much beer the volume of beer sold in one night at the power plant <laughs> um, and yeah it was this whole project and it was really successful and uh, I think it was good for Molson. They came back a couple times to do it in subsequent years, but um, that was the first year. And we actually named the beer uh, nine, like the number nine, because, and this is how old I am, because back <laughs> at the time, in the time, the University of Alberta was on a stay nine system, so the grading was uh, at a, a scale of one to nine, with nine being <laughs> the best you could possibly get. So uh, we wanted a, a name that was really unique to the University of Alberta. So that's what we ended up calling it was nine and it was a really really great project because wow. it my role on the on the team was actually the I was the go between between the the marketing group that was running it and the designers and so it's sort of funny because that's what I ended up doing in my career sort wow. of so it was sort of a I didn't actually realize that was a job until <laughs> I was doing it and I was like oh perfect oh, so wow. yeah it was great that's, yeah that's crazy that's amazing I wish we still had that <laughs> yeah hopefully well we should see if we can bring it back yeah we should bring it back that'll be one of my goals yeah <laughs> uh so Kiri how did how did your um career kind of progress after university then like how did you end up where you are today where I am today well I did the co-op program and uh, my last co-op term was with uh, an oil and gas 
company. So I did. I was a marketing coordinator with an oil and gas company, um, and I had a, it was an interesting experience. It was something that I wasn't familiar with, but it was a, I had a great boss. Um, but one day, my boss said that we needed to update our brochures, and he said, "Call the agency." So I called this number and had a meeting with this woman who her name was Diane Scott, and she worked at Calder Babin. And I sat across the table from from Diane and and had this revelation while I was sitting with her that I was absolutely on the wrong side of this table, and I really wanted to do her job and not my job. But I didn't know <laughs> how to do that because right. when I was at school, I had no concept of how to get into advertising. I don't think that the advertising industry in Edmonton does a good job of connecting with the U of A. And I don't think necessarily that the U of A until really quite recently has done a good job of connecting with the advertising agency. So it just wasn't, that connection wasn't there. Right. Um, but I had a friend that I had met during school and he had been, done a marketing um, degree as well. And after an English degree and he went into copywriting. And so his, that's Christian Royan and he's a copywriter at DDB right now. Okay. And I called him up and I said, Kristen, I want to be in advertising. How do, how do I do this? And he said, oh, I know a guy who's looking for a suit. Call Don. <laughs> so I called Don and said, I hear you're looking for a suit. I'm interested. And he said, come on in. And I ended up interviewing with him, got the job. It was a small little boutique agency. And then once I was in it, I was like, this is what I want to do. So, <laughs> so I stayed uh, there for a little bit, I ended up moving to Toronto, worked at um, a couple of small boutique agencies there, came back to Edmonton, um, ended up working at Calder Bateman for three or four years, um, and then decided to flip to um, client side and went went and worked at the city of Edmonton in their okay. communications department, but still marketing end of things because I was doing Fort Edmonton, the zoo, Matart, rec centers, golf courses. At one point it was anything that has grass and made money <laughs> I was working on. Yeah. Um, and then uh, left there, did another government role, kind of more on the health research innovation side of things. And then just realized that I just desperately missed being at an agency. And by that time I had enough connections that I basically called Rob, who's my boss, and said, <laughs> why don't I come work for you? And he said, oh, okay. And that's how that happened. So, Wow. Yeah. You. yeah that's quite the story. Well, yeah. yeah, you've been to a lot of places in the industry for yeah. sure then. So for listeners who might not have heard kind of like the client agency relationship, before we jump into the nitty gritty yeah. of why you should choose agency side, can you explain <laughs> um, what the client agency relationship looks like? And especially in terms of the differing roles and kind of how the process works? Right. Well, how it works is really varied. It, it changes from client to client. I don't have two client relationships that are the same. So the client is the expert on their brand or their product. or And then the agency comes because we, we have sort of this wide range of services that can help promote in whatever, in, in a variety of different ways, whatever the, the product or the service or brand is. And when it works really well, when it's a really transparent and collaborative relationship, I have been in, in client agency relationships as the client when it's a bit more combative. Mm. And that's obviously not a good way. You don't want to fight 
It shouldn't be a battle. There should be tension and you should each be making sure that keeping the other side accountable. But when it works really well is when it's really collaborative and everybody's sort of pushing everybody to make it to make it better. So, so yeah, so you have the client side and it's it's a it's a weird mix of the client is ultimately sort of the one with the with the budget and they're the one who makes the decisions and they're the ones who have final say. But the agency is often uh, has a greater expertise in what we're recommending and have a better sense of maybe how things are playing out or what's happening in the market because we spend all of our time in the advertising, marketing, promotional, digital world. We have a better sense or a better understanding of how things will play out. And so our recommendations, so you're just trying to, you're trying to impart on the client <laughs> what you, you truly believe is the best uh, recommended course of action and then uh, usually once usually there's enough there's a good sense of trust between it and that's not usually a it's not usually a fight it shouldn't be a fight (laughs) if it's a fight then it's probably the only project you're going to work on them but yeah and so then it's a bit of then it's a bit of once you've kind of decided on your course of action it's a lot of it's a lot of constant back and forth I need this from you I need this from you this is what we're thinking what do you think let me check and so it's a lot of it's a really high touch job there's a I mean, if you're in the middle of planning out, say you're launching a campaign or something, you are talking to your client multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. And it's a very high touch because everybody's working together because obviously there's things on the client side that need to happen for the the pieces that maybe the agency is putting together and it all needs to sing together. And it works best when everybody works together. (laughs) Has it it gotten more complex, like the relationship as... Like our client side bringing in more people on their in-house agencies? I think that marketing has gotten more complex. And so whether there are more people on client side or on our side, it is more complex because I think with the rise of digital, there are more connective pieces and there's more touch points. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 15 years ago, your campaign would have been, well, we're going to design a billboard, we're going to design a print ad, a radio ad, and a brochure, <laughs> yeah. and you'd yeah. kind of do it, and it, once it's out the door and at the printer, you're done until right. the media department in eight weeks gives you a report about how many quote-unquote impressions your billboard got. But now that's it's not how it is. You've got so many things, and if it's done right, and it's sort of all connected with search and social and digital, and there's a lot of like we do weekly or biweekly reporting on stuff, and then let's look at that reporting and what happens and what needs to change. And I need on the client side, I need them to tag their websites with certain things so we're getting conversions. And you know, there's a lot of small little pieces. There's no more set it and forget it. It's a ongoing, involved process. So marketing is more complex, and therefore there are just more people involved. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. So one of the articles I read on HubSpot, it outlines like the five different factors that differentiate the client side and the agency side, especially if you're a new grad or someone in school thinking of going into marketing. Mm -hmm. So these five factors, um, it's creativity, workload, pace, income, and then career opportunities. And I'm wondering what are your thoughts on these factors and the pros and cons of each side in terms of those five factors. Okay. Start off with creativity, maybe. Creativity. <laughs> so I think just sort of foundationally, the difference between um, client side versus agency side comes down to sort of depth versus variety. And so when you work client side, it's your 
it's your brand or your company or your product. And so you go really deep on it. While on agency side, you're working on a lot of different brands or companies or projects. And so there's a lot more variety. So I guess it sort of depends on how you look at creativity. So from, a, from an agency side standpoint, you are obviously coming up with different solutions for different products or different clients based on their particular needs and their needs are going to be different so the solutions are going to be different so you have to think differently for those different for those different clients so that obviously requires some creative thought but I think if you are dealing with um, a single product or your client side you really own it and so you have a maybe a better sense of what could change and I was actually talking to somebody else in my office and and he was saying that when he worked client side you had the opportunity to make product changes, which you don't from an agency side. So oh, that there's okay. that 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 P of the four P's, that product <laughs> side. You can change. You have more control over that when you're agency side, and so you can look at it and say, "Oh, you know, our clients are interacting with our product differently, or we haven't even tapped into how we deliver this to this." market that we haven't looked at before or you know if we just change this so you have that creativity that doesn't exist very rarely does an agency get to change the product or the service it's happened and it's great when that happens but it's rare so I think from what people think of more traditionally as creativity I think that there's more variety to your thinking and then there's the other element of you are with people from so many different types of disciplines Like every day I deal with designers and writers and web developers and data analysts and, and PR people who, so they stretch my thinking because they're coming from it from different ways of their, their own personal views or their sort of their career paths. So, yeah. So in terms of creativity, the client side, you have more control over like the product and what gets done in that sense in that sense and then it's kind of tougher on the agency side to to change the product but you kind of hope that whoever your client is has a good product because it must be kind of hard if you don't believe in the product to try to sell it is that no i mean ring a bell or it, no? it hasn't really i mean i think by the time people are investing in their product to the point where they're you know connecting with an agency they have a, a pretty solid understanding about what their product or service mm. is offering or what their you know how it's positioned in the market and it may not be it may not resonate with them personally because they're not the the audience but right. it, there is a there is there is a uh, an offer that is valid there and sometimes you have to maybe dig a little to kind of really get to the nut of it which is also a really fun part of it all but i don't think clients usually invest dollars in products that they don't feel have are successful or some options yeah. to, some some potential do you know right, what i mean yeah. right so so it sounds like for creativity uh, client side it's more depth and agency side it's a lot more about variety so moving yeah. on to the next factor um, in terms of workload the difference i guess most people can kind of figure this out like the difference between workload Agency side, typically you have more yeah. work. And then yeah. Client side, it's kind of a steadier pace. So that one, that one's easier. That one's easier, yeah. And we kind of did pace too. Pace is, yeah, pace is, pace at agency side is Great. relentless, <laughs> yeah. And then income. I think you're going to make, especially as a new grad, I think you're going to make more going client side. I think the entry level um, at an agency is probably on average lower than client side. And I think that part of that is because 
and maybe going to the the next one, which is career opportunities, is because I think that career opportunities coming out of an agency are better. So I, I mean, I'm obviously a fan of agencies. So there is, I would say that on average, it's a, it's a lower starting salary, but the difference is, is if you are going and you're going client side, you're, you can be quite sheltered from other marketing professionals and it can sometimes can limit your networking, your network. Well, if you are agency side, you are dealing with lots of clients day-to-day and you're not only dealing with clients day-to-day but you're dealing with more senior clients the people who come to the agency meetings are generally more senior they're the decision makers so you interface with those vps of marketing or those directors of marketing earlier on in your career at an agency like i've, I've hired i had a recent u of a grad her name she graduated um last year and so she's one of my account coordinators and she's been really great and and has really sort of proven herself uh quite quickly and so she's got her own now she's got her own um accounts that she's she's the primary contact she's the one dealing face-to-face with people and because she is interacting face-to-face with her own clients she's growing at an accelerated rate Mm -hmm. so yeah so i think that career opportunities i mean obviously i think that agency is a great place for anyone to start but i also think that when you're working at an agency, you're going to interact with digital. You're going to interact with creatives. You're going to interact with comms. You're going to, on a day-to-day, really, really integrated way. While if you're on the marketing, you might be on a marketing and sales team and somebody hands you a, an analytics report at the end of the month and you're like, oh, okay, sure, sounds good, or not. Do you know what I mean? And so it's, it's I think you're going to learn more faster and, and sort of get the better sense of what modern marketing is. Mm-hmm. Almost agency like side, yeah. More exposure. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, I know a lot of people who started out agency side and ended up, honestly, ended up going to work for their clients. Oh, really? And that happens oh. a lot of times, too, where you're like, I, maybe the, like the companies. Maybe the, pa- or maybe the pace is too much or the workload's too much or, you know, the, 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 the money is, is better. And so it's so that often happens. And that's what happened to me, right? Where you're, you're agency side and you love it. And then you're like, maybe I need a break. <laughs> and then you go client side. And some people stay, but some people come back. Like I came back and now I'm a lifer. <laughs> but then I also, but that happens because I get reached out to by people who I knew from agency who've gone client side and, and people, people miss it and they come, like, I get messages and they're like, so I'm thinking about coming back to, uh, to agency side and yeah, because it's great. There's also different phases in your life too, where like agency side and client side might make more sense in terms of like stability and, you know, yeah. like that might've been the case. For no. You. And it, I mean, I had... I had I when I was client side, I my kids I had two I have two kids. They were really little and it was easier when I was working at the city of Edmonton and and now they're older and so they're on their own a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> but um but I think ultimately it's about everyone's own career paths and career career goals and I mean working at an agency is what satisfies me, but there I know lots of people who are really satisfied and really happy working client side and it just it's a it's a personal choice and it's about finding what makes your life better and so for me that's agency side um but but it, it really is a personal choice and there's no one right answer it's the right answer for you at that particular time in your life yeah i, th- I think that's a good point it's, it's kind of a tough decision and you can't 
you can't really know until you jump into it too because yeah. I think a lot of people especially students struggle to figure out what they're going to do before they start their career but it sounds like you kind of just have to jump in either either direction and just go from there yes but the nice thing is is with a mark with a, the great thing about marketing is that you have a choice and people go back and forth do you know what I mean so right. you, you so ultimately my advice would be to try both if you have that opportunity because they're very different and and there's lots to learn on both sides so hopefully that uh, discussion around client side and agency side helps students who are on the fence about either marketing as a career or which way to go kind of figure out what what, what would work best for them, especially starting out. And uh, Anna here actually switched. She used to be a marketing major, uh, did, yeah. but somehow she slipped <laughs> on the podcast marketing major and she's a marketing minor. Con my way here. Yeah. <laughs> but Anna, I'm curious, um, what did you think a marketing career would look like? when you were thinking about, like, in the context of when you were a marketing major? Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, so when I went into business, they require you to pick a major. And I looked at the top three, and I saw accounting and finance and thought I'd be terrible at it. So I was <laughs> like, oh, well, marketing sounds okay. So I, I picked marketing because of that. But overall, I've always had... a a pretty big interest and desire um, in terms of like the creative aspect of things. So whether that be when I was like nine years old and like making a poster board or something or or trying to, you know, communicate an idea, um, I was always really interested in that aspect. I think the biggest thing for me when I was a marketing major was that um, it seemed like to me so when I went into it I thought it was all about creativity I thought you know that's all it was Um, and then it seemed to me like there was more analytical and quantitative things about marketing that I I wasn't so passionate or um, excited about but I think a huge part of the reason why I switched also is because um Kiri, like you said at the beginning, you know, like how there's that discrepancy or that disconnect between the university and the students and what the curriculum is teaching them versus Mm -hmm. what's out there in the real world and getting that hands-on experience. And I think I actually didn't really know what that looked like. Right. Um, So I think that was also a huge thing. So in my head, I thought, oh, wow, I have to do market research? I'm out of here. Like, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) but I didn't really get to know or to really experience or even see uh, what those other kind of routes were mm-hmm. that you're, you know, that you're talking about right now. Um, and I, I also thought a lot about like, I spoke with some people from the industry um, in my last semester before I made the switch, uh, but it seemed to me a lot like the people who were in that creative side and on that, you know, doing those creative things like the content creation Mm -hmm. um it seemed like they went to school for like design or they went to school and they had like a design portfolio and like I've played around on photoshop but I am not that great so (laughs) I I I think to me it it felt like at the time all these doors were kind of closing right um and I wasn't really exposed very well to what the rest of the industry kind of had to offer so I cannot draw to save my life. <laughs> like, I am not a creative person at all. And, mm-hmm. and if I ever try and make creative suggestions, sometimes I get yelled at at work. <laughs> but, 
And I think that is a, a misconception that it, that working at an agency is is um, uh, like a quote quote creative thing. But my job is to recognize does this creative idea that the creative team have brought forward does it hit the brief does it hit the strategy does it connect with the insight that we've talked about so I'm not actually creative but I have to be able to recognize the creative and how it connects to the strategy mm-hmm. and I, I think that's yeah. something that I never even realized is that like for you probably a lot of your job consists of um relationship management yeah. and being able to understand the other person and how to convert their words into a tangible idea and um to me I never knew that was ever a part of marketing right. whatsoever I thought it was just you either like draw stuff or like you you create film stuff or you you research stuff so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are kind of the two roots and I realized I wasn't super great at any of them so that's why that's why I made the switch. But. Interesting. Yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. We had uh, one of our episodes, too. We had Erica on. Navarra uh, from yeah. Yeah, Top Draw. Yeah. And we talked about agency like misconceptions, and one of them was that you have to do everything. Like You have to be the person doing the creative stuff on Adobe, and then you have to you know, do the market research, oh, and then you have to get it out there. So I think it is I've, – I've heard students say that, too, like, oh, I should probably – get on Adobe and like learn it because I need to know it. But No, it's... you don't. Get on AdWords. Figure that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. AdWords. <laughs> That's what you need to figure out. But no, and I mean, I mean, like I'm look like when I look at, because I look for, I hire, I'm hiring an account coordinator right now. And so when I'm looking at um, applications, like I'm looking for probably not dissimilar to what any sort of int- introductory marketing person would look for. I'm looking for, can you express yourself well in your cover letter is it engaging like I don't need to know everything about you and all of your accomplishments is it just four solid paragraphs that make me want to bring you in for an interview yeah is it well designed it doesn't have to be like design designed with like color blocks and here's the graph of how good I am at this these five (laughs) things but is it like do you have an eye do you do you understand that white space is a good thing. Do you have a non-ugly font? And it's not that I'm expecting people to design things, but I'm expecting, I want someone to understand what looks good or professional because right. that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And no spelling mistakes <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. I, I think that's super interesting because, um, I mean, for a lot of careers, it's very solely based on qualifications you know what your gpa is what your job experience has been the people with the longest resumes or the most volunteer experience usually get it and um it's yeah you know it's just it's such a different like i'm in uh business economics and law and that's like very gpa based you know (laughs) i don't know the gpas of any of the people that i've hired i mean sometimes people put it on their resumes i couldn't tell you what they are but it's but you can tell if someone gets it by t- by either reading their cover letter, talking to them, and because ultimately, when I hire an account person, I'm like, could this person? Can I put them in front of a client, and can they think on their feet, mm-hmm. and and be helpful, and be confident, and be able to sell ideas or establish those relationships right. and keep things running? And a lot of that is really, really soft skills mm-hmm. that. You, GPA doesn't reflect? It doesn't really reflect, no. The 9.0 GPA from your beard. (laughs) That's funny. And uh, I've even met people 
at the like the speed mentoring nights that right. they've done like a bachelor of science or like political science something totally unrelated mm-hmm. and then they've gone into like the account side and you kind of just have to be curious and willing to that's what it learn. is yeah 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 it was good. yeah we had a we had an account person and she had a yeah she had a biochemistry background wow it was great <laughs> yeah. yeah that's amazing yeah yeah no that's awesome well, uh, I think we covered everything. Any cool. final words? I guess, Kiri, how can, yeah. if our listeners have any questions or want to reach out to you, can they yeah, reach you at all? Yeah, they can. Um, I mean, like, I'm on LinkedIn. And yeah. I'm, I'm on everything. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty, it's all pretty open. So it's pretty, I'm, there's not very many Kiri Wazinski's in in Edmonton. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, no Kiri. Yeah, thanks really for having nice me. This was great. And thank you, Anna, for coming on too. It was yeah. nice to have the president's yeah, approval. It was nice. <laughs> Good no, to- thank you. And I, I really appreciate it. I was, I was so excited. This I feel great. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited to be here. So <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And thank you, Josh, yeah. for hosting. You did an amazing job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll include that in the podcast. <laughs> This episode was produced by myself, Josh Radistitz, and the team at UAMA Productions. If you like this episode, leave us a rating and share it with your friends. It helps everyone discover the show. Keep an eye out on UAMA's social or subscribe for our upcoming episode.